0: Welcome back to The Album Collection. And this episode, we're doing one of my all-time favorite albums. Honestly, I think it was my first album I ever fully listened to, the first CD that I was gifted. And it's Shania Twain's second album, Come On Over. Actually, it's her third album. My mistake. It's her third.
1: Third album. First in your heart. First in my heart, yes. That's really funny. I didn't know this was like your first album album or introduction to the country music world. Wow. You got a great family to start you off with that kind of music.
0: Yeah. I believe it was, um, I think it was like this album and like one of the Backstreet Boys albums. Uh, Yes. Because this came out in 97. So part of me, I'm trying to think when like Backstreet Boys Millennium came out.
1: 99.
0: 99. So...
1: Black and Blue was before that, though, wasn't it, or was that country after? Was after. They did have when one they, beforehand, but
0: yeah. Wow. So yeah, Shania's, and uh, you know, Shania had a very different style, country-wise. Like she was, it was country pop and like provocative and like just
1: yeah.
0: Is exotic? Exotic's not the right word, is it? But I mean,
1: she is from Canada. I don't know if that's what you mean by exotic.
0: No, just the 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 days of being super buttoned up and you know playing by the same rules and dressing the same way. She just took all that and said, "Screw it."
1: Yeah, she kind of broke down barriers and said, "This is the music I'm gonna make. It may not fit into the cookie cutter uh, country world that we're in right now." I mean, so this is the '90s. You still have. Reba used to have Faith Hill kind of making her way. Um, Dixie Chicks are coming up. But Shania, Shania, this album did it for her. Mm -hmm. It just kind of like accelerated her to the top of everything. Household name also helps when you have a name that can be just said by itself. You know, how many Shania's are out there? You know, if I were to like make it big, oh, Emily, there's only like a billion other Emily's out there. So. Good name to to make it big in the world, um, but also this album's crazy. There's sixteen songs on here.
0: Yeah, and eleven and of, them, of them
1: were singles.
0: <laughs> eleven of them were singles, but technically twelve. One was one was a single in in the UK, and it wasn't in the US, and it did really well in the UK. So.
1: Yes, it's, I have gripes about that one. It should have been a single in the USA, I think. Agreed. But we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's there's debate that she could have released just every single song and done whatever, but
1: But like that's what I was wondering. You don't people put out albums and maybe two songs, maybe three, maybe four get released. 11. I just I wonder if they ever thought about breaking it up into two albums or because when I was going through this, I'm like, wow, Shania really only has about four albums.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of stops.
1: Yeah. And and that's, but then I was going through this and I'm like, well, this one's like five albums in one. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Really. When you think about Shania, you know, you think of all these hits and as we'll get into them, like, a majority of those the singles that she released on this aren't number one songs, even though, like in your mind, you're like, Oh, she has so many number ones, and not right really, which is kind of crazy. But I think the interesting thing about Shania, too, we talk about this is her third album in the nine, you know, in the nineties, and she has a couple one more after, and then she takes a break for a while, I think. And then there's a few projects, but mm-hmm. her kind of going away for a bit right at the same time as the Dixie chicks kind of got kicked out of country. I think that that played a large part in country music losing their like female superstar artists. Right. You right. know, and then like I don't know if that led to kind of where we have been, you know, where there's like why aren't females being played on radio? And so I think I think that's just an interesting dynamic too is she was she burned out after this? I I would be.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, she was doing it all, too. This album was crazy successful worldwide, Mm -hmm. you know? And and to have one, I mean, different singles in different countries and Australia and and all over Europe, it's just... She never really had to work again after this album. And it's also telling, like, how did she create an album after this? You know, how do you top... I think Wikipedia is right is it the top-selling country album?
0: Of all time. Yeah. It is not. But that leads me. That's a great transition, Emily. Well, Very you're welcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it is the second uh, best-selling album of all time in the US. But I think the interesting, and maybe it's maybe it's best country worldwide. Maybe okay. in the US, she's definitely second, but part of me thinks she's also second behind. Um, any guesses on who the number one?
1: Uh, Garth or Alan Jackson?
0: Garth Brooks' uh, his album, No Fences. No
1: Fences. That was <clears throat> right around that time, too, wasn't it?
0: I think a little before, yeah. A little before. Dang, man. So, okay, so Shania, this album, Come On Over, is the ninth all-time best-selling album in the U.S., all genres, okay? Do you want to take a... Let's play a little game here. I don't know. Maybe you've looked at this. You have an idea. But any ideas on which artists or bands take the eight spots ahead of us? So we've already got Garth out of the way, so... Um, Wasn't
1: Whitney Houston one of them? Uh, this is all C- genres, right? Or just all genres, Angie? yeah. Okay. Whitney,
0: Whitney's was on there. But I don't know why I don't have it on my list. I did see Whitney's. The Bodyguard soundtrack was
1: yeah.
0: Um,
1: I'm sure Michael Jackson's on there.
0: Yes, so Michael Jackson's Thriller album is second all time with thirty three million. Yeah, and for context, Shania Twain's is seventeen point six, and Garth Brooks was eighteen million with No Fences.
1: Huh. So, you like, know what's uh, crazy is that doesn't even seem like a lot. I know that's weird to say, but that's worldwide, right? 18 million.
0: This this is just just, the U S this this is just the U S.
1: Oh, okay. All right. All right. So Michael Jackson, the Beatles, are they on there somewhere? No, No. Oh
0: boy. It's a lot. it's lot It's a lot of bands. Yeah.
1: Okay. Is Aerosmith on there? No, no. Okay. Um, and now I'm drawing blanks of who bands are.
0: I'll I'll, I'll kick us off and maybe you'll think of some more. So number one all the time is the Eagles, their greatest hits album Uh, sold 38 million copies, 1976. It came out. Michael Jackson's thriller is number two at 33 million. And then the Eagles are back there. (laughs) Number three, hotel California with 26 million. So a bit of a drop. We go from 38 to 33 and 26. Um, ACDC, Back in Black is 25 million. Led Mm -hmm. Zeppelin, uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, I've seen like Chapter 4, 23 million. Fleetwood Max, Rumors.
1: Oh, I should have had that one. Oh, man.
0: That was 20 million in 77. Then we get Guns N' Roses, their album Appetite for Destruction was 18 million, same as Garth Brooks. Then you get Shania Twain's Come On Over. And rounding out the top ten, Shania just beat out Elton John's Greatest Hits, which got yeah, 17 million.
1: Interesting. That's super interesting because I usually hate Greatest Hits albums. <laughs> I just I think that's really weird that El- Elton John and the Eagles' their Greatest Hits albums are on the top yeah. sold. But yeah. I guess yeah. I need to think of a time when you could not just get your music. your phone so in like 20 years we'll be talking about the most streamed songs yeah of the 2020s
0: uh but i think it's it's interesting too though so Shania's this album comes out in 97 so garth brooks's no fences album was 1990 so like oh okay but you look at all the other albums i mentioned like we're all talking 70s 80s here right so Mm shania is 97 and the other top-selling albums that came after Shania that were – how could I put this? The others that came after Shania that were, like, above $10 million, mm-hmm. not that many. And I think it's really? part of it is like, where the music goes. So we have Bash Your Boys, Millennium in 99, 13.8. Uh, Eminem's album, The Marshall Mathers, uh, 12.9. That was in 2000. Also in 2000 was Sync," No Strings Attached, was another 12 million. Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, was 12 million in 1999. And so you had a few of those. And then the the best selling one in the last decade was Adele's 21, which uh, sold 11.8 million. But we're hmm. talking, you know, 15 years later. So that
1: is interesting. I mean, you're just reading off those names. It's a great time to grow up with the music. You get yeah. Shania, you get the Backstreet Boys. Man, I guess I didn't it, realize the old golden era we were living in those late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, there's,
0: I mean, there's. You could look at it like three different ways, right? You have the we talked about like the Eagles and Michael Jackson and ACDC, all those like that's like your vinyl records era, mm-hmm. right? Right. That was a different way to consume it. Then you get the CDs and that was Shania Twain and uh, right. boy bands and in that thing. And then now yeah. it's like, we went really quick through like iTunes and we're still there, but it's definitely moving to our streaming. So
1: yeah, definitely.
0: A uh, oh. couple other notes, um, other country albums, as far as just like gross U.S. sales um, talking above 10 million, remember this album from Shania, seventeen point six million, and the Eagles was thirty-three or thirty-eight million for number one. Their greatest hits. Uh, Kenny Rogers, his greatest hits album in nineteen eighty, got twelve million. So that's a pretty good number. The Dixie Chicks, Wide Open Spaces, got ten million in nineteen ninety-eight. So good. You had Elvis's Christmas album in nineteen seventy. Got ten million. Ten million for a Christmas album. And then uh, the other two that are ten million and above for U.S. uh, copies sold: Garth Brooks's Garth Brooks album in nineteen eighty nine, and then his uh, In Pieces album in nineteen ninety three. Also got ten million. So that was that's kind of the list as far as country music, you know, over ten over uh, ten million. So,
1: but do you think that when they put these lists together that they can Conflate the prices because I would think that. Well, maybe not. What a vinyl record in 1975?
0: No, the equivalent. This isn't is dollars. This is like copies. Like oh,
1: how 30, many 80, the number
0: million albums? So like Shania oh. sold seventeen point six million copies of this album CD cassette whatever. Got it. That's where it is. Oh,
1: like, okay, light bulb. Yeah. Okay.
0: I feel like we should just restart the segment. In case <laughs> yeah, this is—it's not sales or anything like that. But the number of copies sold. But then you okay. think about that, though. You're talking seventeen point six million sold, just copies. How much is it? You know, fifteen, twenty bucks, and obviously yeah. everyone gets a piece of the pie. But I, just on this alone, like crazy.
1: And the fact of it is, it wasn't just, you know, then. She's still making the money off this album. You know, her whole career, I, I think, is based off this album. She wouldn't have the career without the 11 singles on this album. Dear God, that's just insane.
0: Yeah. Um, a couple other random numbers. So I told you $17 million. Uh, albums in the U.S. Yeah. Grand total of 40 million albums worldwide. Crazy. Yeah, I, I think she's okay for a while. Um <laughs> yeah. 11 out of the 16 songs hit top 30 on country radio. Eight reached top 10. And there were only three number ones, which we'll get into whether that made sense. A um, couple, like, decade end charts. So in the 90s, the U.S. Billboard 200 this album was number two. which was crazy. Yes. And, and in the 2000s, so you're thinking, this comes out in 97, it plays for three years, and then another 10 years goes by. It was 158, which, yeah, it's a high number, but that's still incredible when you think about it.
1: It is. Well, even the, the singles, there's 11 of them, and it lasted for like three years. Yeah. I just, I wonder what the label was thinking. Oh, let's do one more. Oh, we really need this one. I would love to know why, why did this album, I'm not saying there's, because I guess I didn't realize this album had 11 singles on it. So when I started listening to it, I was like, Oh, I'll probably know like five, (laughs) six of the songs. And I'm like, I know. And I looked at him like, I know every song on here. Well, a few of them, I'm sure I've heard, but don't remember. And it's just, why don't, because how many times do we say, we listen to an album, oh, that song should have been a single. That song should have gone to radio.
0: Right.
1: And especially nowadays when the fans have so much more influence, I feel because they can hear a song beforehand, they can stream it and show how much they like it before it even gets to radio why artists and labels these days, if it's just they need a quick turnaround, they need a new album so fast? I don't know. Maybe that's it. But this album has proved that... Just throw them all out there. See what sticks.
0: Yeah. I think it's... And this is literally no data or research to back it up. Just my guess is that it's two things. Is One, fans can listen to it over and over and over and over again. They can take it in their car, in their shower, in their living room, outside. They can listen to it when they're working out, when they're working, when they're sleeping, whatever. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was like you had it on the radio. That was the main way. Yeah, you had CDs that, you know, you had your Walkmans and stuff like that, but it wasn't, you know, it was every CD. But now it's like you can, any song in the world you can listen to. So part of me wonders, do people just get, like, listener fatigue after a while? Uh,
1: maybe. Or they're just exposed to so much music. Because, yeah. like you said, you can have any song at the touch of your fingertips. You don't have to go out and spend $20 for an album, which those were the days. I loved when – and I did this, like, recently. Maybe not recently, but I remember, like, a Luke Bryan and album Goody coming Day. out. And I went to, oh. <laughs> like, Target to get his album, and it was like 2013. I I wondered, was I too old for this? Is this outdated? <laughs> but... Do fun. you
0: remember... Were you old enough to remember the store, Sam Goody?
1: Yeah, Sam Goody's, wasn't it?
0: Goody's? Earl? Yeah. one of those. Yeah.
1: Or I said it wrong. I do. It was just full of CDs and yeah. DVDs and even the off-topic, there's a the record store, which, by the way, this Saturday is record store day, so...
0: Oh, interesting.
1: This probably is coming out after this. So anyways, um, at the record store, they have CDs there and even old cassettes and DVDs. And I just, sometimes I think that CDs look more ancient than records
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. (laughs) But they don't look as ancient as cassettes though, right? Right. Cassettes cassettes?
1: Cassettes are the worst.
0: Yeah. Uh, But no, and I think the other reason I could think of is that there's so much pressure on these artists to always tour and always give their live shows, something more. And songs just, even for like the superstars, they take longer to climb up the charts nowadays too. I mean, yeah, some, some will be at it for 40 weeks. Like it's climbing one spot a week. And I don't know if it's just because there's more artists now, or more, you know, like you said, there's more music.
1: Yeah.
0: But you unless know, you're Luke
1: Combs, then
0: right, like Luke Combs right now, that's not a fair. Like he's every ten weeks he's hitting number one or something like that. So
1: is Luke Combs the female Shania?
0: Uh so that's that's my question here. I mean, let's po- hold that for a second. I'm going to read off uh, okay. four more numbers, and then I have a question related to Luke and shania okay uh so we talked about the decade end charts number two in the 90s you know 158 in the 2000s um billboard 200 by year so she releases this album in november of 1997 is either october or november of 97 right
1: november 4th
0: okay it's november 4th of 97 all genre it was 195 which is like for two months you know that's crazy
1: yeah
0: country it was 25 huh which is crazy um you fast forward a year to 98 five on all genre two on uh country uh garth brooks's sevens album had the number one spot that year just Garth's garth
1: just uniform. yeah kind of everyone's way
0: uh then 99, so we're talking two years after the album came out, it jumps two spots in all genre to three, and it's number one on country. But hold, hold, hold it. Right. In 2000, she slips a little bit on both. She goes um, from three in all genre to 20. Uh, but country, she hangs around. She's three. She's behind uh, Dixie Chicks Fly and Faith Hill's Breathe. So, you're talking about in November, she releases it. And two months later, it's the 25th in country. Then the next three years, it goes two, one, and three. Like <laughs> mind boggling shit. Okay.
1: Also, how great is it that 20 years ago, the top three albums in country music were all females?
0: For real? Yeah.
1: I maybe the women of country need to. Plan and and all release these albums at the same time, so they can just pack the charts.
0: I don't think it's that hmm, without looking at any numbers. I don't think it's the, like that far fetched for that to repeat itself. You could have Carrie Miranda and Marin, and like there you right. go, Casey, yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. Are. It's it's possible, maybe, but
1: yeah, but yeah, I.
0: All right, before we get to like a deep dive, okay, so we talked about Luke and he's the first guy that came to mind. So, this this question is who would be the next artist that could pull something like this off where 15, 16 songs on an album and 75% of them go top 30 country radio? Like, is it right? Who is it, Luke, or who else? comes to mind
1: it's Luke right now and it's interesting because Luke is giving the fans what they want and for that right now they want a break from the quote-unquote bro country they want uh, that 90s feel that more authentic feel whereas Shania pretty much dragged the rest of the 90s into the 21st century by going more pop and sometimes I think when sometimes I'm critical of her, and I know others are like Kelsey, for example, for being too pop and for maybe the outfits or the 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 scenery, the dances she does at award shows, how quickly, like we forget what Shania did? Yeah, you know, or maybe maybe we forget how critical people were Shania back then. I I don't remember it because I was just too young to read into that. And there weren't many country blogs (laughs) like in the late nineties, early two thousands, but I don't think it's, it's too far fetched. Shania is listed as country now because that's, that's just what she is. But her music was pretty progressive. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's funny that Luke's kind of going the other way and also having the same effect because every one of his songs is just right to the top
0: yeah that's it's interesting like do we think that artist is going to be like you said someone shania that's gonna you know pull a 180 and go a completely different direction from you know what country music has been or is it someone like luke who is kind of going back to like country's sweet spot which everyone refers right. to that, that 90s 2000 sound mm-hmm. uh, you know the one other you know i've i thought about like i did some Research on it, I'm like Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, and Sam Hunt have had some albums that have had like a lot of singles go to radio and do really well. Mm -hmm. And I looked, and there's, I mean, and this this sounds so silly to say, like only five or six of them, and they all were like top five hits, like that. That's crazy in itself. Like it is five or six songs on an album, all going, you know, top ten, top five, or number one
1: right yeah the quality of them and not saying the singles on shania's aren't quality but when when they do release three or four songs they usually at least the most popular ones they go straight mm-hmm. to the tab and so maybe that's part of it too they just gotta get new music out there maybe it's just the quality of songs on albums maybe albums aren't as big of a thing anymore and people are just looking they drop a single here they drop a single there
0: yeah i don't i don't know yeah, I mean, I know you, you do. I do, too. Like, we'll listen to albums start to finish. Like, oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure we'll pick out songs that aren't being played at radio or aren't on, like, the Spotify top playlist that we just like and we can add to, a, add to our own personal playlist and listen to it. And I think in a weird way, this album, like, as a little kid, so I would have been – I would have been five when this came out. I feel like I didn't get when I was five. I feel like
1: <laughs> who's sending a five year old the Shania Twain
0: CD. <laughs> the more I think about it, if I did get the Bastard Boys album at the same time, it had to be like ninety nine two thousand. So I was seven, seven or eight. <laughs> Much better, uh, a little bit better. Um, but like this album, like has always stood out to me. Like there's so many good songs, and like I always viewed it as like, oh, those are some good deep cuts, and. They might be, but they also happen to be top 30 hits. It's just... Right.
1: It really is. I just... 11 is such a high number. First of all, 16 songs. hmm And I always wonder why... Well, it was confusing. When we get to her other albums, Up is a really strange one to me, and I can't figure out if it's just Spotify being weird, or if there's also just a bajillion songs on that as well. But anyways... Do
0: we want to go with the, the number one songs first? The number one. Uh, yeah. Hang on one second. No. Let's, uh, yeah. Because okay. I'm hold tight here. Um. So quick background before we get into like the songs and stuff like that. Um, again, all the songs, which we don't talk enough about it. She wrote every single song. <laughs> yeah. <on the> <laughs> Yeah, she wrote it with her husband at the time, uh, Robert John Mutt Lang, and he produced it every song of the album. But she wrote every single song, and she never, when you think of like great songwriters, like you never think of her.
1: I know. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to hear this album acoustic? It's produced really well, and I like it, but just to like strip it down a little bit because Shania is a great singer and sometimes that gets lost in the big hoopla and, and everything that goes with her songs. But just to hear some of the songs taken down a step, she should re-release it. She should Sing. have done it three years ago <laughs> as a 20th anniversary. But anyways, she can do it now and re-release it and it'll still sell probably like 18 million copies because I'd buy all of them.
0: That's what she should do. In two years, it will be the twenty-fifth anniversary. There we go. least an acoustic version of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you want to hear what the the experts said about it?
1: Are they experts or experts?
0: Quote unquote, according to the experts. Uh, okay. So the Chicago Tribune rated it a one and a half out of four stars. <gasps> I don't have I don't have a write up. Just raw numbers. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus. Rolling Stone gave it a three out of five. All Music, which you know rates literally what they say, all music and everything, they gave it a five stars. And that's five. That's <laughs> out of five. Yeah, that's the first it's I've seen. And here's, uh, here's their write-up of it. And I think I think it's pretty interesting because it doesn't necessarily talk about any specific songs, but more like the style and what went into it. So. The review reads, Shania Twain's second record, The Woman in Me, became a blockbuster, appealing as much to a pop audience as a district audience. Part of the reason for its success was how producer Mutt Lang, best known for his work with Bird, ACDC, steered Twain towards the big and instrumentation that always was a signature of his specialty. Come on over, the sequel to that continues that approach, breaking from contemporary country conventions in a number of ways. Not only does the music lean toward rock, but its 16 songs, and as the cover claims, Hour of Music, break from the country tradition of cheap, short albums of 10 songs that last about a half hour. Furthermore, all 16 songs and the Lang Twain originals and Shane's Sleek, sexy photos suggest a New York fashion model, not a honky-tonker. And there isn't any honky-tonk here, which is just as well since the fiddles are processed to sound like synthesizers and talk boxes never sound good on down-home, gritty rave-ups. No, Shania sticks to what she does best, which is country-fied, mainstream pop. Purists will complain that there is little country here, and there really isn't. However, what is here is professionally crafted country pop. Even the filler, which there is, unfortunately, too much of, sounds good, which is delivered with conviction, if not style. And that is enough to make it a thoroughly successful follow-up to one of the most successful country albums by a female in history. Wow. And that's in the review. So there's, that was a good review. Yeah. That
1: was fair. I had a thought, and I lost it. I don't want to make you read it over again because that would be a lot of work, but I just think maybe Shania, because what was pop at the time? Did she sound less country? She sounded a lot less country than her previous album with, you know, whose bed have your boots been under and any man of mine. Right. They'll sound in more country, but I, there's songs in here that I feel still, especially in the lyrics are very true to country.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's not like the snap tracks that you hear today, which drive me bonkers, but
0: it's, it's it's the Garth and Shania effect where I think we were too young that we didn't have the context of a decade prior Right. leading into it. We're like, Oh, we, when we think of nineties country, we rattle off Garth and Shania, Mm -hmm. even though at that time people were probably thinking these aren't, this isn't a country sound. But right. they, created, they created that modern country sound.
1: Yeah. If you think about this 97, this is Shania. What was Reba making five years earlier? You know, just the contrast from the early 90s, which is coming off the 80s to the late 90s going into the 2000s. There's a change in music and it's, I think, spearheaded by Garth and Shania. But I remembered what I was going to say. I kind of wish I could review this album in 1998 or 1997 it's harder now because I know how freaking good and successful it was yeah but to hear it for the first time I just wondered if I would have the same effect I would have the same thoughts
0: yeah that that context and knowing how successful it was like there's no doubt about it like there's right you know, when we get to, like we've we've done some episodes where we're like, why did they release that song, or like, yeah. why did they release any of these as singles? You know, it's like that, or like, there's so many hidden gems. And here, it's you can make I'll make an argument that yeah, maybe a song or two should have been a single instead, but you can't. There's no way to argue with the success of it. Like, there's just no. There's none.
1: Not at all. All right. Let's dig into
0: them. Um, so let's talk about them in, in chronological when they were released, because I think this will provide okay. some, some crazy timelines, too. So, again, the album comes out in November 97. Uh, two months prior, she releases Love Gets Me Every Time in September. It's the number one song. Fun fact, originally the song was supposed to be titled Gal Darn Gone and Done It which is the phrase in it.
1: Oh, they missed but, it. That would be awesome.
0: But they were afraid that radio host would have too hard of a time announcing it on the radio and like promoting it. And it would just be too much of a tongue twister to say. So they went with love gets me every time, but that phrase is, is, sticks out.
1: I think radio hosts would have had a blast with that. Really dig into their accent. Galdar. That would have been yeah. so fun. Oh. It doesn't feel very on brand for Shania, but that would have been
0: a good choice. But
1: anyways, yeah. they knew what they were doing. It worked.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll go through the Stop Me if you want to talk about anyone in particular, which I'm sure we will. So album comes out in November. And at that point, she releases Don't Be Stupid. And that goes to number six. That's where it peaks. Kind of crazy, too
1: such a good song you say the title and i just hear it in my head and i just want to dance so Mm -hmm. good yeah oh okay
0: i know this is it's been a fun because i've had this on repeat all week yeah (laughs) i think next time i'm home i gotta see if my if i have my shania cd i'm just gonna plug that in my car going going forward (laughs) uh so then she comes up with her third and fourth singles which have the arguably save for another song, which we'll get to two of the biggest successes for her. So you're still the one, uh, third single released in January of 1998. It on the all genre U S billboard hot 100, it stayed at number two for nine weeks. And I forget which song, um, it couldn't get passed or maybe there were multiple, but this isn't just country. Like it was yeah. a number one country song, but, um, yeah,
1: but it's already January, and she's released three songs since September, and two of them have gone to number one.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't. She released it in January, so it probably didn't go to number one right away. Yeah, but, but she
1: had it. Like, I feel nowadays, if you have a number one song, you soak it as long as you can. Uh, it just seems like three singles from an artist within like a three to four month span is is crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean she's she's at like a releasing a new single every 2 or 3 months pace. I mean, honestly, yeah. like it's impressive. September, November, January. So, and it gets even crazier. Um <laughs> but quickly on, You're Still the One, it uh it won a Grammy for Best Country Song and Best Female Country Vocal Performance. It was also nominated for the Record of the Year and Song of the Year and everything. But it lost out to her fellow Canadian, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On.
1: Yeah. Titanic came out in 97. So that's not hard to... Yeah. I, I, I'll take that
0: one. That's a good one to lose to. So that was arguably her biggest crossover success, right? Yeah. That dropped that drop in January. And she's like, you know what? March, going to release from this moment on. And that one's number four in country. Like that surprises me that it didn't, it wasn't the number one hit, kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I almost feel maybe not that one is played more nowadays or more known.
0: So there's there's an interesting dynamic here. Um, so she was she wrote this song at a soccer game in Italy. She was not a huge soccer fan or was just you know mm-hmm. lost interest and focus she originally thought it would be a great song for Celine, like to actually give it to her, to have her sing it. And like, that's kind of an interesting thought to think about. Celine yeah. singing. yeah, uh, but then her and Mutt decided, no, it would sound better as a duet. And I think initially they, they threw out Elton John, but they chose country singer, Brian White. And uh, so here, here's, here's the story with this. Shania says, He's the best male voice in country music. He needed to be on this record because the song soars. So that's her quote. But the interesting thing with, and I think this is the total microcosm of Shania Twain's career and kind of this album is like the crossover appeal. So in early 1998, executives at Mercury were informed that Brian White would be unable to promote the song alongside Twain. Therefore, Shania had to return to the studio to re-record White's parts on her own. According to Brian White's spokesperson at Asylum Records, quote, We've certainly heard knocking on our door about From This Moment On being too contemporary for Brian's stake. Therefore, it is fine if they want to go to the top 40 without him. White later claimed that he had no hard feelings toward Twain for him being excluded from the international version of the song, Stating, they're releasing the song as a pop record and I'm not a pop artist. So my feelings aren't hurt.
1: But it's not a pop song. Yeah. I honestly, the song is a hundred million bajillion times better with Brian White on it. I don't Uh, like listening. Nothing against Shania, but it was meant to be a duet. It is. And if they couldn't find Brian White. There's a lot of good other singers out there. You can't tell me that you couldn't. But, yeah, that's... Brian, why, why he lost a lot of money on that one?
0: I Even the, the music video is just her. Like, the music, the yeah. song is, is just her. But I agree. That's His- really
1: sticking by your morals or whatever. But come on, buddy. Oh. Anyways, yeah. I love this song. I love him on it. Their voices are so good together. I just... Yeah, I don't like just her on it.
0: Agreed. Yeah, once you, when you know that there's like a different version of it with a duet, you don't want to listen to the regular. Right. Word. It's
1: like it's like that duet that Bon Jovi and Jennifer Nettles did, who says you can't go home, and then Bon Jovi did a record just by himself. but You're yeah. just missing it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my comparison.
0: <laughs> no, and but you and I like I think we're align on it like we like that male female duet or collaboration like definitely artists come together and i don't know there's something special about that uh also
1: brian white always gave me like um nick carter from backstreet boys yeah, kind of
0: vibes yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, uh, maybe there's i feel like there might be or not
1: him from- brian what brian from
0: brian uh oh, oh. he's got his his son bailey is in nashville and he's trying to make us a country singer uh yeah latrell
1: latrell good well done yeah you really did listen to your boy bands well done
0: (laughs) oh yeah it was it was this album and then uh millennium gets some larger millennium
1: so good all right anyways we should just review a
0: backstreet boys album one of these days we we should yeah a little Uh, line um AJ's kind of done country so
1: yeah put a lot of air quotes around that one
0: (laughs) um so again like I think the interesting thing and I don't have clear line of sight is that the record label was releasing different singles to different countries at different times um so like the order gets a little I'm gonna keep it for the US straightforward as far as what it was but like something to keep in mind is a song that was the fourth release song in, in the U S might've been like the seventh or the second right. in a different country. Like there was just, again, I don't know what i went in thinking, but it sold 40 million copies worldwide. So I think that did okay. Uh, so this is where in June of 98 in the UK only, uh, they released when, and it was also released to, to stations in Canada. So um, it went to number eight in Canada and 18 in the UK, which is crazy. And that's not just country charts. That's.
1: Oh, it's all genres. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Dang. I wonder what it would have done in the US. I, I imagine someone sitting in a room with just a map of the world and looking at like the <laughs> song list and just going, pew, pew. India, Australia, UK. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing.
0: And I, I mean, part of me thinks that the the reason why is, so you had, you're still the one, and from this moment on, two ballads, like two of the best love song ballads in country music history of the last 20, 30 years. And then when, didn't really pack a punch right after that, so that's right. why they held off, but anyhow. Maybe, uh, What songs? That it was three, four, five, uh, six. <laughs> uh Whatever, Ron. Uh,
1: After one. So
0: in August '98, she releases Honey, I'm Home. Went to number one, and it was her final number one on the country charts. Forever? Forever. What? Mm hmm. No. Yeah. Is that the biggest song?
1: Knew- uh- what? Yeah. I can't believe that she didn't have any number ones from Up. Gosh, fans suck sometimes. Why didn't... There's so many good ones. I knew there was only three on this album, but I thought, wow. All right, so okay. Cool. <laughs> this yeah. is a great song, though. I love this song so much. <laughs> She's just... I would say if you put all the main top country women together today. If you put like your Miranda and Maren and Kelsey and Carrie, you just kind of put them together. It's Shania. Mm -hmm. She can rock the ballad. She's sassy. She doesn't give a flying, you know, and that's just kind of, maybe they all grab that from her, their inspiration. The song is wonderful.
0: Yeah. uh, You talk about up the, the singles on there. You're talking uh let me get my hair. Um, where are we? You're talking peaked at seven, twelve, four, nine, eighteen. Um it one oh. of them went number one in Canada, but if you're talking just straight US, like it didn't. It's weird.
1: It's very weird.
0: So okay. that was August of ninety-eight. And you know, she's not having to every two months pace, so she's <laughs> waiting a little bit longer. Um then she comes out in December of 98 with that. Don't impress me much with only peaked at number eight on the country charts, uh, was crossover appeal once to number eight on the adult contemporary. Um, the crazy thing is it's her third best or third most successful single on the billboard hot 100 after, uh, your solo one and from this moment on so massive crossover appeal. It's her biggest single in the UK, it debuted at number three and stayed there for three weeks and remained in the top 10 for additional seven weeks. So
1: this is one. I can picture the music video so quickly. Yeah. You can see her. She's got the the bangs, the cheetah outfit. Oh, yeah. She's in a desert. I, this, for some reason, this song and just the lyrics. So you're a rocket scientist. So you're Brad Pitt. Oh, it's so good. And you had to pride yourself on knowing those lyrics and what order they came in. then you were a true fan. I remember trying to learn. There's a lot of like talking or I don't know. The song has different nuances to it. But when I learned the lyrics, I felt very accomplished.
0: Yeah. Well, it is an accomplishment. Thank you. So Right now, we are at six songs, right? She's released <laughs> six songs to us country radio and that would be max for even going back that time like that's a lot of singles on radio and her next song can you imagine if she just stopped there and we didn't get this next song like would would bachelorette parties and <laughs> exist? would party buses and party tractors and pedal taverns exist no this they song? wouldn't would karaoke
1: exist? What would no. we say in karaoke nights?
0: I'm convinced karaoke was invented based yes. on, and I feel like a woman. This is so good. It's, it's so
1: true. I was thinking about that when I was listening to this song, and it's like, the song is everywhere. It's, mm-hmm. And I mean, sure, you go to Nashville, you go to Broadway, it's there. But I don't live in Nashville, and it's around these small town country bars. It's if you go somewhere and they have karaoke, or not karaoke jukeboxes, whether it's the touch tunes or the old school, if he okay. has old school, there's going to be a Shania album in there. But what Shania song are you going to blast? Man, I feel like a woman. It's such right. an empowering female centered song that guys also love.
0: Oh, I totally. think I can speak
1: for you. Right. Oh,
0: of course so. it's, you know, how yeah, no, it is like, there's no shame. There's not even like, uh, there's literally no hint of embarrassment. You know, even I'm trying to think of something that I, I really have no shame singing or dancing to anything, but like, once like, like a part of you, that's like, Ugh, am I really doing this? But there's none with this one. <laughs> and I don't think a majority of men feel that way either. Why uh, do you
1: think that is what, what do you think makes song just so universally acceptable?
0: I think the lyrics are easy. I th- I think it's, it's the, w- that's a good question. It's almost <laughs> become, you know, at weddings, there's, which that's a whole other topic. Like I, I hope like 20, 30 years from now, the songs that we're still hearing at weddings, the the YMCA's and that stuff, I hope that gets ushered out at some point. But,
1: oh, but at the electric slide, we love the electric slide.
0: Eh. I feel like there needs to be a a steady rotation of like moving some of those out, but this, okay. this is one of those songs you hear at pretty much every wedding. And it's one of those that isn't super old and it's not like the Bruno Mars songs. Right.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know how the decision to start the song. Let's go girls, because that's also taken off a life of its own find a meme or a tweet somewhere where it's like, you hear that and you just go. And I just wonder if, if that was just a Shania thing where she's like, no, we got to start this way. We got to, we got to get them going because those words, see, so yeah, I might be at the bar with a drink in my hand and I'll let it go. And I'll go sing the song.
0: I mean, I was at volleyball last night and someone showed up like, let's go guys. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's, let's go girls. <laughs> You did you really
1: it. say that out loud? Yeah, I mean, you I'm, did. I'm
0: yeah. Not, you couldn't okay. hear it, but you gotta make a couple wisecracks. <laughs> uh, but, so this song, if I can remember right, I wish I would have written down, but my recollection of it was Shania had just moved to Toronto, and she was living with a few other gals in a big city, and it was a whole different new experience for her. They were going out to bars and clubs, and not that, she says they weren't like over the top partiers or anything, but it was she was introduced to a whole new like city life and meeting all kinds of people. And she met a lot of guys that were uh cross dressers and did that thing. And that's kind of where this song's idea originated from. You know, they'd be having a party at their house and these guys come over and they like they were doing like their makeup and eyeliner. And she's like, they're doing, they're just as excited about it as like we were. And that, that was, she said that was part of the inspiration for it. But, um, to to finally answer your question, I think (laughs) why guys sing it is because going back to the start of the podcast where this came out and then it was like, we had the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, you had that, that mold and i think it's i'm not picturing a lot of like men in their 40s and 50s singing it (laughs) but i'm picturing everyone under the age of like 45 40 singing it if you're a male yeah i think that's why it was like right at the same time as like these boy bands like that's just that was just like a song that was just
1: the way and usually of course it's mixed with a little alcohol and and that's always makes you feel brave and I think that's part of it too is this song is so when you hear it normally these days you do hear it at a bar or the pedal tavern whatever it may be and it's just one of those things not a church which that's the kind of church you go to but it's also just one of those things where and ask any girl any stranger that you find in a bar like a, a girl they're your best friend or like you meet them in the bathroom. Girls are the nicest to each other drunk at a bar, like 1am in the morning. And I think this song just helps with like that sisterhood perhaps.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, This went, so this went number four on the country charts, uh, but it did go all the way to 32 on all genre billboard hot 100. And it did win a Grammy for best female country vocal performance. So, There you go.
1: And six other songs were picked to be released before it on this album.
0: (laughs) Right. Crazy.
1: It is crazy.
0: So that was March of 99. Um, two months later, she's like, you know what? It's time for another one. So let's release You've Got A Way. Number 13 in the country charts, number six on the Adele Contemporary. Another great one. I'm convinced that if she only released four or five songs and that was one of them, that it would have done even better than 13. Really? Yeah. I think part of me is wondered if, like, radio started to get Shania fatigued or, like, there's so many here. Like, which one do we play? Like, were, right. her, songs, were her songs competing against her Each own? Each other? I mean... Yeah. Like if Probably. If songs are being released every two months, like, there's a good chance...
1: Do they just see that, oh, this song, it's not going to climb any higher or it dropped a spot, so boom, next single. We got to catch this wave while the next one's coming in kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's all the, the promotion team, how much they want to push it and against other songs. It's uh, like,
1: not to get off topic, but Eric Church's um, Stick That In Your Country song, this team was like, it peaked, we're throwing out a new single. So mm-hmm. here he has a new single coming out or like being released to radio and everyone's like, well, stick that in your country song. It's only been out for a few months. And they're like, yeah, it's peaked. We're good. Next one.
0: The, I think artists are getting better at that. Two other examples. Current times is, um, old dominion. Uh, their most recent one was just not climbing as fast. I think, was it my heart is a bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, they pulled it. And I don't know what they currently have running right now, if they're just going with something new. That yeah. was one. And then uh, Kelsey, she released, which I thought was a bad decision in the moment. She released the duet with Halsey to country radio. Yeah. It was not going well. And then she yep. came back with hole in the bottle and it's climbing. Like it's <laughs> right. It's going to get traction. One. Definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So maybe, Maybe they all just learned from Shania and how her team did it with these songs. Maybe, but.
0: And then we finally get to the the title track. Come on over. (laughs) Went to number six on the country charts and also won a Grammy for best country song in 2000. So.
1: The song is so different. Not saying they're not all different, but this one just has that, that sound to it. You know, from the start, it's not bongos but it's like those drums you just kind of get a little island feel to it a little bit yeah it doesn't sound like the title would i don't know you hear come on over i just went to imagine that sort of music to go along with it but it's great
0: well hang on a second here because i'm i'm curious um cuz there was another song called come on over. I'm trying to figure out when that came out. Christina? Yeah. So hers Ooh, was I hers was that. come on over baby. Yeah. And that was released in July of 2000 and this one was a year before in September 99. So. Okay.
1: Ooh, I wonder which one I like better. Which which song do you like better?
0: Depends on my mood.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah uh two other ones to go yet um, a personal favorite whenever whenever I listen to it uh rock this country
1: oh that's a jam
0: dropped in January 2000 it went to number 30 but there were never there was never a push like there was never a CD single version of it or like much promotion every huh. video but it went to number 30. she still to this day it's she performs this song at every show, oftentimes opening or closing with it.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, I'll, we, we never talk politics and we're not going to, but it's just, it's just a fun fact. And I think it makes sense. Um, this song was Al Gore's theme song in 2000 when he was running. And it was, uh, also either. I think it was Hil- Yeah. It was Hillary's in 2008 in the primaries. So um, both did not assume office. So recommendation, anyone running for president, maybe make it part of your playlist, but maybe not make it. <laughs> but it's, wow. it's, a, it's a great, it's kind of a good page. It's, it's a great patriotic song. Yeah. No, it's, it's
1: upbeat. It's, it's fun. It's yeah. Energetic. Interesting. Yes. I, I guess I didn't know that campaign songs were still a thing. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, they should have been ridiculed for, first of all, taking an artist from Canada. Why didn't they get, like, a homegrown USA artist?
0: Hmm. That's a good <laughs> question. But I, I feel like a lot of them have probably picked, like, a lot of, like, uh, UK bands or artists, too, over the years. Oh, about for
1: them. sure. Definitely. But,
0: Just kind of uh, funny. I'm trying to think. I'll tell you after this. There's, like, I know two or three of, like, the recent ones – like what their, um, I'll, I'll tell you now, uh, <laughs> Mitt Romney's in 2012, his was um, Kid Rock's uh, Born Free, I think. Okay. That was it, and um, uh, I forget Obama. I know Obama's. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Okay. Anyways, side That's-
1: I didn't. I wonder, I'm sure Shy or these artists get some sort of royalties maybe?
0: Uh, no? I don't know. Because so I think there's been some controversy over certain people picking certain music. Even not even if it's not the theme song, which is like playing at the events, there's been some. Oh, jeez. Whatever. Um, the last single also was never like officially released to radio. It was like a Radio single or like no music video or promotion team, but it was I'm holding on to love, and with all of that, no promo, no video, no like team behind it, it went to number seventeen in the country charts. <laughs> insane.
1: I wonder why they stopped promoting it, or was she just maybe busy on tour because she was, or maybe working on the next album, and they just thought they needed something to tide them over, but. Huh, I feel like the singles released didn't end on the highest note. Not just in regards to where they were placed on the charts, but the songs that I probably would have picked to be singles. Fair. I don't know. Yeah,
0: and maybe it was like, hey, we're on this roll. Like, let's just keep <laughs> let's just keep releasing these to radio. <laughs> yeah. okay.
1: I wonder what made them stop at eleven. be <laughs> like, okay, now it's been three years. We gotta. Something
0: else up. I know because you look at okay, so come on over was released in September of 99. That was the last like official single pushed to radio. Then you know, Rock This Country was semi released in January of 2000, and then I'm Holding a Love was semi released in July of 2000. And she didn't drop her next single, I'm gonna get you good from her her next album until September
1: 2002. Oh wow. So they could have. Yeah. It's like imagine if we were still listening to singles from Thomas Rhett, Life Changes.
0: See, that that was the album that I'm convinced He could have done that with. He done
1: it
0: with. <laughs> yeah. That honestly that was that was one he could have done
1: yeah, it. Yeah. Definitely. But he's also released another album of of like 16 songs since then and He's just a special specimen of a, of a human being, just can write songs no matter what. But three years with one album
0: is it's quite a long
1: time. And and steady singles, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned, too, she's touring all over the world. I mean, they're hitting top 5, 10, 20 here. If we want to make this podcast longer, I would have done a breakdown of every country by song. And... (laughs) Insane. No, that's just crazy. Um, So Hidden Gems, I'm just going to list the four other songs we haven't talked about yet. And I'm curious which ones, which one or two or three or all four you like. Um, So Whatever You Do, Don't, which has two exclamation marks in it, by the way. If you want to touch her, ask, exclamation mark after it, <laughs> and then black eyes, blue tears, and I won't leave you lonely. Which also we talk about exclamation marks. There's a lot of them in this on this album. There's
1: man exclamation mark. I feel like a woman. Yeah, exclamation mark.
0: Like yeah,
1: yeah. She was excited. That's yeah. an exciting album. It you is. can't just be like man, comma. I feel like a woman. Period. No come on girls let's go anyways um (laughs) we didn't mention when because it was a uk single but i think it would have done good in the u.s i think it would have been a top 10 Mm -hmm. top 15 um the other ones are i think they all would have had top 30 top 20 success if you want to touch your ask is kind of a fun song i like that one
0: that one's like the most country sounding one on the album. I yeah.
1: Think. Which is maybe why they didn't release it. They're like, yeah. nope, she's going that direction. Um, and whatever you do, don't. I do like the two exclamation marks, but that one is just, it. again, it doesn't sound like I imagined it would. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the last time I would have heard these songs. <laughs> I don't know if but
0: Whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What would be yours?
0: Yeah, whatever you don't, whatever you do, don't is way more cheerful song than one would expect.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like she's scolding you, but
0: that's not really what's happening. It's a fun, honestly. It's a good driving song. I feel like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are. Um, my personal favorite. I've always, I've always loved ever since I first listened to it at little eight or nine years old. I loved Black Eyes, Blue Tears. It's one of my favorites on the album. Wow. Uh, selfishly, I would have loved to see how it did at radio. Not necessarily did I think it would be a radio hit, but for the sheer fact that they decided to release basically every other song to radio, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, to see how it would have done. So it's just, I think it's I one know. of her, her best vocals on it too, in my opinion.
1: At <laughs> one point, they should have just said, let's just see. We just want to, you know... We're making bets in the office to see how high these songs will go. You know, it makes me wonder if any artist has ever released all the songs from one album. Is that even legal?
0: I I don't see why not. It would would make the songwriters on each song a little bit more rich.
1: (laughs) Right. In this case, Shania.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in addition to her, like, releasing this as an acoustic in two years, maybe she'll say, you know what? I'm going to re record those four songs I didn't release and uh, those five, and let's have one. Yeah. And those, I'll release those on radio. Oh,
1: that would be so cool. I hope she does do some sort of 25th anniversary thing for it because she's so relevant. She was just on the CMT Awards last night.
0: Yeah. So she, she had been, or was she, is she like in Vegas, like a residency too?
1: Oh, yeah. And she did go on tour, you know, across North America, I think. That was only two, three years ago, if that. I would love that.
0: Okay, so you can imagine. So 2021, we're probably not going to be back to normal in concerts. Halfway, all of that. Don't say that. I feel like it's it's not going to be anytime soon. But can you imagine... There'll be concerts, there'll be versions of it, whatever, especially towards the end of next year, I have no doubt. Can you imagine Shania's like 25th anniversary, 2022? We're going balls of the walls, all out, like, let's do it. That would be the best way to come back from this COVID, is like Shania World, World Tour.
1: Yes, but I need things to be okay by May 8th next year. Okay, all right, let's do that.
0: Good luck with that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> matchmaker uh either a song that wasn't released as a single or one that you think that someone should remake is there anyone that comes to mind i have
1: so hard but yet so few, easy
0: <laughs> yeah i have a few female artists and then i have one that's going to throw you for a loop but i'm curious what you say
1: okay well i'll do my throw you for a loop first because i thought that you've got a way would be fun from a male perspective like eric church or tim mcgraw Hmm. I like it. Um, I I wrote this down. Man, I feel like a woman. Nobody. <laughs> 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 it's like nobody, but yet everybody, if that makes sense. Right. Everyone can sing it, but only Shania can sing it as it's meant to be sung. Um, just kind of going through these, I, you can hear a lot of it. I think Kelsey, just her style, her, her fun side really comes through in her songs. She'd be really great on that don't impress me much.
0: I mm-hmm. um, think that that's, that's a really good call.
1: Yeah. I just, she's, she's got the personality for it. Uh, from this moment on, let's throw Lady A on it. Ooh. Little big town if I'm generous, but you know, uh, rather Lady A. Um, and then a few other ones. Carrie would crush You're Still the One. She'd probably sing it like higher and more. Yeah. Um, rock this country i feel Lindsay l could really with her guitar oh, on top really of it just jam uh, a few more i'm holding on i threw kaylee hammock on that one Ooh. and i would love to hear miranda saying don't be stupid
0: <laughs> <laughs> those are great picks like thanks Ah, you know the how Brooks and Dunn did the reboot. Like Shania should <gasps> do this.
1: Yes, I had that exact thought as I was going through this. Oh That'd my gosh,
0: amazing! Agreed. And it should just be all females, except for the one act I got.
1: Okay. All yeah. right.
0: Um, I don't necessarily have the one song. Um, so whatever you do, don't. I thought Carrie could do that. Really, really cool. Especially if Shania is not going to release as a single. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like r- we're yelling at Shania here. Um, <laughs> and then I just think I didn't have a specific song, but I think Lauren Elena and mm. Gabby Barrett are two other. Oh, like, yeah. They would have some really good sass edge. Rask. I don't know if those are the words, but like they yeah, yeah. bring it. The and attitude. Then, yeah. And then. I want this, this is going to give it away if I give a hint, but from this moment on, I want Dan and Shay to record it. Oh, Mm. you could, you could get, you could, if you want to have Dan and Shay record it with Schneider with another female. Yeah. When I heard Brian White, I'm like, this is, this is, this is Shay Mooney. This is made to be sung by Shay Mooney.
1: I mean, they should collab again with uh, your girl, Tori Kelly, Kelly. because I think Tori would sound really good on it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh,
1: Or even, and I know maybe she's not country country, but Kelly Clarkson would sound so good on, you know, one through 16, honestly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need to make that happen. Yeah. We we need to make Tori Kelly like a permanent country artist, but we'll get there. (laughs) I agree. Uh, All right, quickly as we wrap up here. Metal stand, this should be pretty easy, but it's easily the gold, right?
1: It is. (laughs) I was going to fake you and be like, "Eh," but I decided not to be controversial tonight. But then when it comes to two and three, I wrote them down, and then yesterday I drew reversible arrows. (laughs) And now I'm like... "Eh," Interesting. Because I think... And it probably changes, but one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Shania song is Any Man of Mine. I love that song. I love the end, boot, you know, twirl, all that stuff. And that was on The Woman in Me. And that one has, you know, uh, Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under, but up, probably has a general more songs that I enjoy, but The Woman in Me has the song. So I go back and forth. I really can't decide. They shared the silver stage.
0: Yeah, I, for me, like this album, come on over is. I compare it to Usain Bolt running against like eighth graders <laughs> in the Olympics, like the hundred meter. Like it's this is not even close. Right. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, I gave I gave the edge the silver to the woman in me just because, like you said, any any man of mine, uh, some of the other ones, if you're not in for love.
1: Yes, that's good. No, so one needs
0: to know whose bed have your boots been under? So like just those. But then up has some really good ones too. It has obviously up forever and always is really good. And then yes, I'm gonna get you good is an absolute jam and <laughs> yeah.
1: it's,
0: it's random. But uh, I don't know if he still does this, but I know for a while Russell Dickerson was singing this in his live shows. Like he was doing a. What? Uh yeah, he, he was he was covering this one in his I think you can find it on YouTube.
1: I'm sure yeah. I can. That's crazy. That's a very random It is. song, but it makes me think that even artists have their niches, you know. We have our random songs that we just love and you know, artists do too, I guess. Wow, I should go find that one. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> I love him. He should he would be fun. He could sing he could sing any man of mine. Don't you think?
0: Oh, for sure. He could sing. He's the guy. <laughs> he's the reason guys have no shame singing. Man yeah. the <laughs> I mean, not just for that song, but he's, I, I have no doubt. Russell would sing the hell out of every song on here. Top, yeah. Top yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, final thoughts.
1: I mean, we've said it all the whole time, but 11 singles, 12 in the UK. Is unheard of. And, and so I think it's not just that they were throwing mud at a wall. It was their good songs. The songs are, you know, one through 16, all great. And they're all now famous or they're all mm-hmm. clearly Shania songs. And I think she deserves so much credit for the success of every. Female artists that came after her during her time. Her songs elevated everyone else at the time. So I think this, this is an impressive album.
0: Yeah. I think for me, it took her from, you know, the previous album, The Woman and Me, which we talked about briefly, some of the songs. That took her from being a star. Not even like superstar. It took her from star to icon. Like, Yes. That's what it was. Like she skipped that. Step that next step, which not a lot of people get to superstar. She's just like, No, I'm flying right past that. shit I'm gonna be an icon, I want to be right. Light. That's what she yes. is.
1: Do and you think that that's album. because she released all of the songs? Do you think it still would have been icon status? She would have stopped before Manic feel like a woman.
0: No, it's yeah, I think it's this album like always having a song on the radio or. It sounds like she probably had three or four singles on the radio at a single time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I think just always kept her on the radio and always touring similar to Garth. Like they were
1: mm-hmm.
0: everywhere you looked. Like, yeah. You know, TV, concerts, everything. So, right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think when we look at 90s country, you know, we compare Garth to George Strait and like Shania to, Reba and Faith and stuff, but I would put Shania and Garth as the main ones that truly took 90s country and truly took country music and made it 90s country and then made it like cool country,
1: eventually. made it mainstream.
0: mainstream.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't country, it was probably hard to like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were alive lie back in the 70s and 80s, I wouldn't have listened to it. There's no way I would have been hanging out with the Eagles probably. Yeah. But Garth and Shania definitely are the ones who made it just more enjoyable, made it more fun. You know, it didn't have to be every sad song. My dog got run over by my truck kind of thing. So, And, and some people didn't like that. But I, I like that Shania didn't waver. You know, her next album didn't go back to, you know, her early stuff. She kind of just kept progressing. So this one, man, it'll be on repeat for a while.
0: <laughs> good, good. Well, I'm glad you had as much fun on this one. I uh, felt like after one of my recent ones or something, I had to pick it back up and had to pick up one of my <laughs> no, uh, Yeah. I just went, no, for it was the, fun. went for the jugular right away. Um, <laughs> this has been great for Emily. This, yeah. is, this is the album collection, of course. Leave us a review. If you'd like to subscribe at the five stars, find us on raise and subscribe to our other podcasts too. as part of the raise on it podcast network video vaults and uh, raise on it. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We'll chat next time.